0: Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. You're listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Blaney and this is episode 78, Lead Distribution, What, How, Why? And um, before we sort of get into this, we should probably say that we have a conversation before we start these podcasts, just a very loose one sort of working out a roadmap we're going to talk about and in a general sense. As we were doing it for this one, we kind of realise there are loads of things we could talk about. It's probably quite a big subject, so we'll see where we end up. There's no, no strict guideline, but we'll we'll give it a go and we'll, we might have to split it into two or three different episodes, but um, as you're probably guessing that title, uh, we're going to give it a more general overview. We're going to work out what bleed distribution is, why you need it, and how you use it. Um, then we'll dive in a little bit deeper and sort of look at some of the nuances so um let's get cracking with that Simon what is lead distribution
1: so in its simplest form it's just moving data from a to b effectively um the problem is it just gets a shitload more complicated than that um the more you dig into the surface so what was delivering data from a to b can have a load of conditions and verification and caps and qualification and everything attached to it we'll not go through that too much because we've covered some of those things like you know verification and needing to qualify leads but i think it's important to separate two things here so there's lead distribution for buyers of leads so this would be potentially advertisers um, or brands, that I suppose, could apply to agencies in some senses um, that are delivering leads to another part of their organisation. So they So let's. So I'll just use databall. I'm not trying to push databall on anyone here. I'm just telling you how people use it. Because I, just as a reference, I or you do as well. We all do a databall. Just live and breathe this shit all day, every day. So it's something, um, yeah, we see a lot and. See all the problems and everything. So, on the buyer side, um, what they would typically do is maybe have a single connection to something like a CRM, a dialer, a database. Uh, it could be an uh, ESP um, if it's just uh, like email addresses they're collecting or something. And then they might have updates coming back from that system back into something like databall to move leads around and. Give different responses out and whatever else, so it's it's a bit more straightforward when you're dealing buyer side to distribute leads because there's you know it can be like a single endpoint might be two because you could deliver it to different stakeholders. Like we work with a huge mortgage company um, in the UK and they have leads. So lead comes in from estate agents of people have booked to go and view a property and it gets sent to about 10 different places. Mm -hmm. They're updating different elements of the organization and moving leads around, but that's quite rare. Now, on the lead generator side, um, we also work with a lot of lead generators and they do their lead distribution through Datable. It can get far more complicated. So just a sort of cap of what, actual lead distribution happens and why it's more complicated these are the mechanisms that you can use to deliver leads so first you have weighted forwarding which is basically imagine you had one lead coming in and you were going to send it to five different buyers and lead generators tend to work with like many buyers for a single lead so one lead comes in and they'll have five different apis let's imagine it's all on apis we can cover stuff that isn't apis in a bit um what they'll do is say okay send 20 to this buyer 20 to this buyer 20 here and 20 here up to 100 and so every lead that comes in is splitting it between um, the five buyers but that could be in any order you want so one might have 10 another might have 90 um and only if they get rejected would it fall into like a bottom pool of another buyer so you can set all these different weighted priority forwardings up um, to deliver leads another is based on costs so it's just like the height the person who pay the most gets the lead so just have it in a sort of order so if this one accepts it just deliver it to them if they reject it deliver it here so all this works off the internal like qualification and verification you set up, and it also works off the APIs that you're sending it to. So if the API of your client responds, you know, I'll reject this lead for whatever reason, it goes to the next buyer and next buyer and next buyer. Um, so you can, yeah, you can do weighted, you can do priority, um, you can also do multi-sell. So this is much more like a comparison site. So a lead comes in, you have four buyers or three buyers, and you send it to all of them. And the person who is the lead understands they're going to be getting like three calls or three emails from three different companies, giving them a quote for whatever products or services that they've inquired about. Um, another one is ping post. It's not something we do. Um, but it's basically a lead comes in. You grab it a, a snippet of the information. So it could be something like uh, postcode surname an email address let's say and you deliver it to 20 different buyers and then what happens is they start an auction to decide who will how much they'll bid and then the highest bidder gets the lead the reason we don't do it and we've covered this on another podcast and i've spoken about it a few times is it doesn't actually benefit the consumer right like it's this isn't to their benefit. This is just whoever is buying the lead. So let's imagine it was for um, payday loans because that's a really big consumer of um, ping post technology. Um, If you'll pay the most for the lead, it means that that lead is most valuable to you, which potentially might mean your interest rates are highest. So you're actually, you know, reason why you can pay so much and you're winning this auction is actually it's the worst deal for the consumer but the best deal for you so that's why we just don't do it we did like we believe in a reverse of that which is um it should be used for good so to find like in that instance i was just talking about not that i necessarily even believe in payday loans but if i did um to deliver it to the company with the lowest interest rates but anyway we've covered that like yeah. to death in another podcast. So uh, we can link to that. Um, you can create custom logics. This could just be like, you know, we work with people that have all weird and wonderful routings um, to deliver leads. Um, and the other is just like a one-to-one. So you've got like one API, lead comes in, it just delivers everything to it. So all these methods that we've talked about, generally they all work in the same way, which is a lead has entered the system you're verifying all the details in the system, you're making sure it's not like a dupe, you're making sure it's not in a suppression file, you can add caps to see whether you know, this buyer could accept it or not. And then it's working from all that internal logic where it should go and then it responds to all the API uh, responses that come back of which one it actually goes to. So this is where it, you know the lead distribution element gets complicated when for lead generators. Um, And you can sort of see from within that why it's much simpler for lead buyers because they don't necessarily need all those tools to do all this stuff of like working out where a lead should be delivered to. Um, They might use it for like individual sales agents, for example. So, you, you know, you could set up a mechanism where you deliver different types of leads to different sales agents. But typically, they're doing that within a dialer or a CRM anyway. Um, so yeah. it, it removes the need to do it um, in a sort of lead distribution system.
0: I feel like I need to inject some structure into this because in my head I've got like about 40 different places ironically which we could shoot off to. Um, so what I'm going to try and do is add some structure into this and say right let's, for the purpose of this podcast, let's ignore the buying side for the time being because like you said it's less complicated, let's focus in on the lead genocide and give that some attention today. Um, and to set out the point where we're going to go, we're going to look at why it's so important and how you can benefit from it later. But before we get to that, I think it's worth saying that like like you said yourself, we live and breathe this stuff is every single day that we have it. And because of that, we can be guilty sometimes of assuming people know what we're talking about or like forgetting that somebody's turning back new or whatever. So you know, forgive me if it is obvious, but let's just Let's assume it's not for everyone listening. Let's cover um some of the things you just talked about, because you mentioned those different theory methods, those different terms. Um, and let me just ask you, you know, is it as complicated as it sounds? What are the problems people face? Like that sounds quite complicated. I reckon some we all this might be listening and thinking, Yeah, if it is just A to B, fine. But all those other stuff you mentioned, you might be really thinking that sounds like a right or link. So let me
1: ask you that: Is it a ball like is it complicated um yeah it can be incredibly complicated not 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 because it is inherently complicated it's a bit like we make it complicated as in the not us as in data bowl or any sort of system it's more what it is that you actually want to carry out. So once you start going into all these sort of weird and wonderful lead distribution mechanisms and all these different things that you want to update and stuff, um, it can get more and more and more complicated. And I would say it's like, we are a lead distribution system is an element of databall, right? And I would say um, the number one thing that we get requests on is setting up APIs. Or setting up the logic around APIs, um, and th- you know, we introduced a marketing operations function into Datable for exactly this reason, because we realised that people, this is to do with self-service users. We obviously have managed ones that we just do it all for, but self-service users will just hit APIs. They can't, you know, really complicated become difficult to set up. Um, you can have stuff like you want to lead delivering to one place and it needs to have a lead update API come back from that to send a lead back into a different campaign to move it somewhere else. And there can be all this sort of logic around it. So the most difficult thing around it all um, isn't necessarily in the, it's just in the execution of it. It's, it's not necessarily in the logic of it. Like, you know, because I could easily sit and map out on a piece of paper. I have a lead coming in here. Um, you know, This buyer is paying the most. I want it to deliver there. And if it's not, I want it to deliver here. This one has its own cap, its own de its own suppression. I can add, build all these different campaigns, have all these individual components. Then it starts to become like each one of those buyers or um, destinations might have a different API. Some of them can be really complicated APIs. Um, you know, I don't know, typically like something that could happen is what if you send to one API, so you've got a ping tree and a weighted distribution, um, and the API responds or you get a lead update or something happens that tells you this lead was fine, but it's actually, as in, it's passed all the verification. When we tried to call it, it was a different person and they weren't interested. You know, there's like no interest in the product. What would normally happen is that client is rejected it and now it's delivered to the next one. So you need to start building logic out of what you're going to do in that scenario. Because what always to happen is you're going to keep sending a bad lead to every single person in a ping tree. So it's stuff like that, that until you encounter it, you can't necessarily, you wouldn't really know how on earth you deal with it. Um, so, I, th- I think where people get people are sort of generally fine if they're reasonably technical, setting up a single API that lead can come in, lead go out to. Um, if it starts getting a complicated a- API, they'll start struggling. And if there's lots of sort of complications within different routings and how leads are going to be sold or delivered in a way, then it can start getting complicated as well. Yeah. But we make it complicated. It reminds me of that phrase of um, was it, it was about football once that someone said it was like, you know, it's an incredibly simple thing that's just very complicated by man. We're sort of like it's, it's the same thing. I don't know who said that,
0: but I'm just going to guess it's like Johann yeah, or something. If in doubt, I'll just attribute
1: it to someone like that. Know, someone like, like that. Have a, you can look it up.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally saying, but. I guess I don't want to be too, too negative with this because we're, we're, we're picking apart sort of the, the difficult side of it. And it's because, like you say, because we see these problems and we're used to solve these problems for people. That's the whole point. And like you said, we're not consolidatable. It's purely that it's purely illustrating the fact that we have an to department because of a demand to do this kind of stuff like that. It's just purely illustrating an idea. But I guess what I want to sort of come back around to is the fact that Although yeah, we see these columns and we solve them a lot. It serves a very important purpose. Like, what are the benefits of getting your lead distribution sort of like really smooth and working? Or how can how can you use it or optimize it to make people more money? I know that sounds like a really fast question, but like that's what it comes back to. How can we do? How can we optimize it? I so. guess.
1: Well, I think this the this is sort of like the whole point of lead distribution technology which is it's about like automation and efficiency and speed um it's, it's those three things that is ultimately sort of providing so it's automating this entire logic of where a lead is best sent to that's from a buyer side or a seller side um, yeah. the efficiency is just removing um like data being splurged everywhere or different data being sent to different place or lots of people messing about with things um and as we know um you know one of the key facets within lead generation um is speed and so if you can't deliver a lead quickly uh you know you're already losing um so combining those three things it ultimately means more revenue I mean, yeah. that, that's why I do it. It's, it's those three things that, you know, they'll lead to more revenue. They lead to better quality leads. It leads to leads going to the right places. You know, if you're collecting sort of the right leads and doing it in the right way, everybody sort of gets what they want um, within from a lead distribution angle, including the consumer.
0: That's interesting you're saying that. I was thinking that before we started, we had a little think about, you know, what we're calling it. And it's interesting that just the terminology itself is a little bit ambiguous, like there's distribution, there's routing, there's orchestration, slightly different, but it's part of this kind of idea. And so it's all very kind of mathematical in the way that it's put together. Like you think about these numbers and it's like bits of random code being sent to distributions. I guess when you stand at it, it is, you do think of it in this kind of computed sense, but what you've decided actually is really important to remember that it's your technology, and what it's ultimately about is connecting people who want to buy products with the right other people who want to sell our product to them. It's like it's almost like they're complicating this, and obviously, it needs to be done in a way that works and automating is smooth. But it's almost like we need to just revert back to what's at the very core of this building a connection between a person and a company that can sell something like that's what it kind of comes down to.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean, there are scenarios where you know lead distribution, like. No matter what you do, it it can just you know you can't optimize everything. So the biggest thing that we'll find is like the system or thing that you're delivering it to. Like we we can't affect that. All we can do is deliver a lead to it. So we've got a client, for example, that's all their clients, of which the I don't know how many there are. They're all using like G Sheets, right? Like they're literally delivering leads onto Google Sheets. and what they want to do is track the um, performance on those sheets. Now, I'm sure there's a way we, like, if we could get hold of those sheets, we'd be able to figure out a way of, you know, when someone's dicking around with them or whatever, like updating data balls, so we could do like a lead update API from them. But that's the client's sheet, we can't do anything. So our client who is getting leads in, delivering them out immediately, sending a notification, um, I think via SMS or something saying like new lead check the sheet. <laughs> um check your sheet out. Uh and what they what their biggest frustration is is like getting these updates back. And so that what they then are saying is, okay, you know, we'll have our client log into Databall and they can go and change the status of the leads. Um and what we've we have like different things around it so their client can log in but now they've gone from this G sheet to now logging into here it's now trying to find individual leads that to match back to a G sheet to then change the status of that lead um mm-hmm. wh- and then they put their own reason for rejection uh, rejecting the lead which removes this like standardization that you might want um of running reports of you know like putting them all into categories and things And ultimately, what that's all actually driven by is sending to an entity that probably shouldn't be used for, like, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but it's not a CRM. They're trying to use like Google Sheets as a CRM effectively. Um, But you sort of can't, and it's not, you know, Google Sheets is never going to be used like that. So this is sort of another facet that can lead to problems with lead distribution. Is it the sort of weird winky wanky things that you end up delivering leads to? And you know, we'll have other ones that um, other systems that you deliver to, they can't take like any sort of volume of leads in any time frame. I don't understand why. Like, that's just their system, the way it's been built. You know, like these systems might have been built like 15, 20 years ago or something. Um, even 10 years ago and time moves on quickly and stuff you know evolves and gets quicker Um, so we've got another client who I can't remember what the volume is it's something like if you deliver more than nine leads in a minute like the API fails so we have to come up with like scenarios okay so how are we going to throttle this thing to make sure that we never deliver so they're collecting like I don't know 400 leads maybe not that many let's say they're collecting 60 leads a minute and trying to deliver it down at nine leads and it's like this whole thing is just so so now we have to you know and this is the point like how are you going to solve that problem so i'm now to solve it because we've had to solve it for the client but the um effectively that's create a schedule of forwarding that will deliver like certain leads per minute but you end up with this massive backlog of leads is just constantly growing, growing, growing. Um, I don't know when that will go. They just have to stop delivering at some point and try and get through them all. But these are the sort of weird... A lot of the problems in lead distribution are actually caused by things that you're delivering leads to. Um, And it can be like SOAP APIs when you're setting them up, which are like really old APIs that were custom built by people. Not all of them are like this, but a lot were. and it requires like actual development to build an API for it. you. Can't just go in and go like choose post, You know this URL, map these fields, blah blah blah. Um, and you can, and you know, once you dig into this and sort of know it, unless you've got like um, you know, marketing operations person or a front end developer, something like that, you just you know struggle with this stuff. I wonder if the people listening to this will be
0: thinking right now. Like, Some people would be like you know understanding exactly what you're talking about I'm like, yes i'm sure like got a simple set of people will be thinking like maybe people who are new to it or ready to be new or wanting to improve nutrition abuse like maybe terrified by some of the ideas you've discussed today so, like, i don't
1: know um, yeah maybe but i mean you know this is the whole point is of um i mean not every bit of lead uh, generation needs speed right like if someone's books an appointment it doesn't it, you don't need speed or I don't know, yeah. some other mechanism that you're not you know I've not thought of why you don't need it but generally if a lead is being collected and it has intent and it's beyond like I don't know form of some kind that person just wants contacting
0: yeah
1: and we all know the speed to lead thing right um and what you want to know as a buyer like the end buyer is can i actually even sell to this person so you need all that all the shit stuff removing so that you know whether you can actually sell to them and if you're a lead generator you just want to get it delivered as quickly as humanly possible make sure it's a, a real person that can be sold to and this is really what all lead distribution is doing and the end entities buying it which is some of the stuff you might be talking about like it you know If you've got like Google Sheets and you're trying to use that as a CRM, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it has its benefits in some ways. But the reality is, if you're being serious about lead generation, you need serious systems to do it with. Mm. You know, like you've got to create feedback loops, you need web hooks between different things, you need lead update APIs, you need these different ways of distributing and receiving. And, you know, Creating like an entire information loop between the whole process. Because the moment you don't, the whole thing breaks down, it starts becoming difficult.
0: Yeah. So I think um, one of my favorite analogies I've heard for this, and I approached this from someone who is probably more concerned with the very the front end of it, the running the adverts, the generating the lead, the creating, you know, that kind of thing. But someone I read once an analogy and it kind of said, Imagine you're a lead generator marketer, and you're creating. But like in this scenario, you're actually a chef. You're creating an amazing meal. You're going out there. You've got the fanciest ingredients. You've got an amazing chef, and you're cooking this incredible meal. And then it said, whatever happens, it's like if that meal gets to the prospective lead or the person eating it, and it's cold. However good the meal is in the first place, it's going to be it's going to be rubbish. You're not going to get a good review. You're not going to come back a second time. And I just thought it was like a really simplified way of looking at it, but I quite liked it because, yeah, you can create these, generally these amazing leads, but it's like, if they're not getting to the right people at the right time, they're not going to come a sale along, they're going to be happy with it. And despite the sort of complicated side of it, I like mean, it's quite nice just back about something so simple, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, in, the, in this, <laughs> people can misunderstand this as well, which is like the intent behind leads. So, I just want to give you another example. So um, in Datavault, you can drag and drop files of data, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, if you've got a bunch of list data that or um, data that was collected over like 24 hours or something, and uh, you can either drop it on an FTP that's just set up on every campaign, or you can drag and drop it onto the system as a supplier, um, and we throttle that, right? Like depending on like the volume of leads with more, we'll throttle it. And we recommend people don't upload like more than a certain amount of leads. But every single day, I like will have a supplier that comes on our support chat that said, I've been waiting three minutes or five minutes, 10 minutes for a file to be processed and be like, how big was this file? So I had one yesterday doing it and I just happened to go on to the support thing. It's like 15,000 records. And now, in my mind, all I think is, how much intent is behind that 15,000 records you've just uploaded in one go? Like, why are you so bothered? And I get it, right? Like, there must be an order or something that there'll be like a call center that has ordered that data, and they've, um, you know, they want to get it to them by a certain time or something. I we should have loaded it earlier. <laughs> you know, like, so it's the problem is, is again, it's this thing of like us humans making it like really complicated. In my mind. I would never sacrifice the speed or the quality of a high intent lead that's been delivered like via an API on its own to somewhere else. And it takes absolute priority. And this is a thing with like a lead distribution platform is that people then expect you can just dump 20,000 records on it and you're going to get the same effect. It's just not going to work like that. I, you know what, you wouldn't even want to build a system like that. Um, because you would never want to impact the speed or the quality of anything else, it comes in like a hierarchy of intent effectively and that's exactly how systems like this are built so that people the consumers, it's like looking after them as much as it is the lead generators and the lead buyers that are using them Yeah, for
0: sure yeah I, I said at the start of this, you know just to be round. Um we had a rough roadmap of where we are going to go but we probably weren't going to stick to it i'm trying to work out whether we have to what how and why have we answered all those three things <laughs> i think maybe not directly but in around about, we've covered them
1: but um, yeah i think um i think you know in summary it gets as complicated as you make it the ultimate aim is like speed efficiency and automation um and obviously, that leads to growth and scale and revenue and things like that from either a buyer or seller side. Um, and one thing i all, and you know, for me, I think of the intent, and that's, you know, the, the way leads like the hierarchy they should probably be delivered in. Um, and there's another type of lead distribution, which is slightly it's still lead distribution, which is people don't even receive it on API, they get it via email or they get sent a yeah. CSV. A bit like putting it on G-Sheets, similar thing, but rather than in real time, they'll get, you know, in the same way we said, like, bulk deliveries happen on the system, they'll also happen out of the system. Um,
0: I wonder if people who are doing things like, I don't know, uploading big lists on G-Sheets and listening to the podcast. I don't know, maybe they will, but I imagine.
1: Well, yeah, because yeah. I think what happens is people take, create blends of um, intent, effectively, because they'll put it in, let's say, I don't know, you've got 20 yeah. agents sat there in a, dialer. Um you've got to keep them active. So there's always blends of intent. Um behind. I mean yeah if, if you blend it
0: in it's a different thing. I'm talking about people who are literally just like just operating on Google Sheets yeah. and sending like I guess they're not going as deep into this as a different sort of this, I But um, yeah I think I think we've just about scratched the surface of each distribution there. Um, I think we're gonna have to revisit this and maybe I don't know we'll come up with a new title that you listen you want this and to cover something specifically about I and send it through. Um, but yeah, like lead distribution in one. I guess is what I have to call that. Um, but for the time being, until we get more of those, that was episode seventy-eight: lead distribution—what, how, why. Thanks for listening to the BTC Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.